Hi everybody, I am Deacon Dave and welcome back to Grace and Suffering, a Lenten journey. As always, I am with, I'm going to go with layperson Lisa, AJ Kelleher, and I was remiss last time to mention that we have St. Clair uh, holding the Eucharist uh, statue right Representing the retreat center here yes. in Hampton, Virginia. Yes, so we will ask for her intercession throughout this Lenten journey um, for us. And so we are on to the first category, which is in general, what about suffering well, but we're going to talk about the fact, AJ, that suffering comes in a lot of different forms. But I think you first wanted to start out with kind of what's the what's the root of suffering, the root of the word, and where did that come from? So if you look it up in the dictionary, it basically says that um, suffering is a state of undergoing pain, um, distress, or hardship, experiencing something bad um, or unpleasant. Mm -hmm. And as we think about all the different forms of suffering that are exist in the world, it's easy to kind of compare uh, suffering, which it doesn't matter if someone's suffering, um, regardless of what that suffering is, it's relevant and it can be useful. Um, we eventually will get to what we think is the ultimate form of suffering um, because mm -hmm. it often suffering um, equates to a lack of something. So I think it's important, AJ, for us to not dismiss our suffering or to minimize our suffering, as you suggest, in comparison to someone else. And I know on retreats all the time, this is something that we see people doing. Listen, your suffering is yours. You get to own it. Okay. And it has value if you choose to enter into that suffering with Christ himself. Lisa, any thoughts from you on this? Well, I was just thinking of the different types of suffering as far as like physical suffering from an illness. Um, there's emotional suffering uh, from maybe wounds as a from a child. Mm. There's suffering of loneliness. There's just a lot of different types of suffering. And like you said, um, Deacon Dave, a lot of times people will come and say, "Oh, my suffering is is nothing uh, compared to someone else's or Jesus's." A lot of times they'll compare it to Jesus's. Yeah, but not that's a good comparison, form, right? So, yeah. right. So. So what are some of the other ones, um, AJ, that you have figured out in terms of the forms of suffering? Well, one, one distinction that a friend made is there's internal and external or um, body or soul type suffering. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you can have the loss of someone. You can have um, the pain of seeing someone you love who doesn't have a relationship with God and worrying about them in that regards. Um, there's pain from feeling isolated, pain from, um, you know, losing a job, from, um, you know, feeling you don't have a purpose in life. There are so many different levels of suffering, and some of it can be external and placed on us. Some of it can be internal um, in struggles that we're facing um, inside of our own souls and morals um, and mind. Um, and obviously there's suffering that comes from evil. Um, and that is, I mean, they're all difficult aspects of suffering and again we shouldn't compare them um, but that leads to another podcast later which is you know why would God even allow the evil in the world that can cause the suffering I think there's suffering like if you have a, a main suffering right there are other forms of suffering embedded in that so like for example when I was diagnosed with cancer there's the actual suffering that's associated with the treatment for cancer so there's the physical aspects of getting radiation or surgery and all of the recovery and then the long-term effects of that the other part is the um, spiritual emotional psychological effects of that event or events and their ongoing um, impacts on my life and and so all of that are other types of suffering that are embedded inside of mm -hmm. the primary type of suffering 
but what I'm worrying, and I think we'll explore that um, over the next, uh, is 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 this idea that the Lord can enter into all of those things and bring purpose to them. So I think you were going to share a little bit about St. John Paul II's life, right, in terms of his understanding of suffering and why he even right. wrote this. <clears throat> so when I started kind of trying to understand suffering a little bit better for myself, and um, St. Pope John Paul, Salvifici Dolores was recommended to me, I was like, oh, this is, this is awesome, it's great. Um, but then I started wanting to learn more about St. Pope John Paul, and a lot of us know a lot about him. Um, obviously, he was a great pope. He was made a saint faster um, than anyone, I believe. Um, I think a lot of people know that while he was in the Vatican, he was shot. He obviously had a lot of health issues in his later years. But some of the things that I didn't realize about him is that his suffering started um, from a very young age. Um, mm -hmm. He lost his mother by the age of eight. He lost his older brother three years later. His father um, was lost um, during the war uh, before, I think he, I think Pope John Paul was 20 at the time. He endured the war, a lot of persecution, um, just seeing total devastation and destruction and, and true evil um, during the times of the war. And his suffering didn't end there. You know, he had been diagnosed at some point with Parkinson's. He'd broken a hip. He got hit by a truck, actually, when he was very young. Um, spent uh, 18 hours unconscious and two weeks in the hospital. Um, just a life of suffering. And when you um, get to know the man that he was and how he dealt with that suffering, it's just extremely inspiring. And I really believe that the way he was able to do that is that he was in constant prayer and he was able to use that suffering and find a way um, that God wanted him to use that suffering um, for other people. And he's a very good example of how to do that. So, Lisa. Well, I was thinking when you were both sharing other ways of suffering that uh, commonality is grief. And grief isn't necessarily, of course it is the loss of a loved one, but it's also like a loss of a job, a loss of health. So a lot of times when we experience grief, a stage of that is suffering. And like you mentioned, AJ, about St. John Paul II, he looked to see where God was. And a lot of times when we're going through this, it's hard to have that perspective. But when we focus more on Jesus and where he is or what he wants us to learn from suffering and these trials, then we, I think it gives us strength to continue um, going through them. Beautiful. So. Go ahead. Adrian. Well, I had one more thing I wanted sure. to add. Um, St. Ignatius of Loyola had a quote, which I think applies to St. Pope John Paul so um, clearly. If God caused you to suffer much, it is a sign that he has great designs for you and that he certainly intends to make you a saint. Mm. That's a tough one to swallow, though, isn't it? To, to think Absolutely. that your life is full of suffering, and but it's going to make you a saint, but it's getting through all the suffering. That is difficult. But the example of what um, John Paul has been and still is to so many people, um, oh, yeah. tremendous value in that. Mm -hmm. So today is Ash Wednesday. And Lisa's probably going to get mad at me because you could be watching this podcast at any time. But since we're doing this specifically for Lent, it is Ash Wednesday today. And so remember, we uh, we came from ashes and we will return to ashes. You know, from dust we came until dust mm -hmm. do we return. And so as you have the ashes placed on your forehead today, it is a reminder um, that our time here is only temporary. And that suffering is a certainly a part of our journey that we all experience. And I think it's really important, and, and I think, Lisa, you mentioned this in the prequel episode, unreconciled um, hurt, right, from prior suffering is not good for our spiritual lives. So as you go through this journey during Lent with us, 
I'm going to encourage you to really examine in your own life, maybe those things that you've covered up and buried, right? We are in the season of Lent now, and the Paschal mystery is in full effect, which is the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus himself, which we'll get to later, I know. (laughs) But to really start to uncover those things that maybe you have buried that have yet to be reconciled. Um, because tremendous burdens can be um, lifted if we do that. Any any final thoughts before we close in prayer? Well, I was just thinking, I just saw the last episode of The Chosen, and in their depiction, they had Jesus tell Simon, oh, I have, I have uh, a great plan for you, Simon, but it's going to be hard. So God has a great plan for all of us, but it's, might be gonna hard. be a, yeah, it might be hard. Yeah, and that's why he doesn't unveil it to us all at it once. <laughs> Otherwise, we would all run in the other direction. So, close in prayer. Yes. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, please meet each of us where we are today. Uh, if we have been through deep suffering and see the light on the other side, if we have seen the light, but Lord, that darkness just seems to continue to creep in. If we are currently walking through our deepest sorrow and feel overwhelmed. Lord, if we suffer and feel our suffering is insignificant, if we witness the great suffering of others and don't know what to do, Lord, regardless of where we are today, meet each one of us right there. Be with us, Lord. Help us to open our hearts to you, to your glorious plan for us, and more than anything, Lord, to your unconditional love that you have for each one of us. And I ask that you bless everyone watching and listening in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.